My dad always said this to me. He said, Elizabeth, you need to surround yourself with people who are better, smarter, and that you look up to because that's how you learn. And when you're building a business, if you ever do, surround yourself with people whose strengths are not yours. Hi, everyone. I'm Annika, and this is the Tried and Truth Podcast. a good story of hearing how something ordinary turned into something extraordinary. And that's exactly what you're going to hear in this week's conversation behind the brand with E. Newton. Jewelry you've likely seen or own, or maybe you'll discover after today's conversation, but you're going to be so inspired to hear about how it just started as a simple project of making gifts with her kids and how it has been built one relationship at a time based on this idea of how we rise by lifting others and truly celebrating others' strengths and others' stories. Cannot wait for you to hear from Elizabeth and her story behind the brand. Take a listen. Welcome back to another episode of the Tried and Truth podcast. Uh, We are doing a really fun behind the brand episode today with E. Newton. So excited to have Elizabeth here, who is the founder of this incredible um, company. And so I'm just so thrilled to have you here. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. We're super excited to be a part of this. Well, tell us a little bit about, about you, about the story. Like, let's just, let's start with your story. So I was born in Atlanta, raised in Atlanta, um, went to Marist High School here in Atlanta, and then went to the University of Georgia. Grew up really as a tomboy, never wore a skirt until my mom made me at Marist. <laughs> and then I played soccer growing up and gymnastics. And then I actually did cheer a little bit at Marist just to balance out my um, tomboy <laughs> fun. They called me the jock in the skirt, which always cracked me up. I um, love it. And I have an older brother that's an artist um, and a mom and dad who met their first day at the University of Georgia. So I grew up in a family very, very close. Um, and really, I've just always loved people and friends and meeting people. And I met my husband at the University of Georgia, got out of school during the whole dot-com era, which people now are like, what does that mean? But I first worked for a company that was EBPP, which was Electronic Bill Presentment and Payment, which nobody thought that anybody would ever um, pay their bills online, which cracks me up now because that's all we ever do. And then from there, I always, my dad always said, you know, speak to everybody, even in the elevator. And I met my next boss in the elevator and his company was on floor two. It was Inman Allen with Ivan Allen Company, which is a hundred year old company here in Atlanta at the time. And his father was the mayor of Atlanta. He was the CEO and I went to work for him and I really cut my teeth there learning about um, really the importance of the relationships that you have and how to utilize them and sales and marketing and really focusing on the customer and who the customer is instead of what you're trying to push onto them. And um, I also learned a lot about design there as well. Um, And then lo and behold, you find out you're pregnant with triplets, right? And I married my uh, college sweetheart. He and I started dating the summer before our senior year. So um, we found out we were pregnant with triplets. And then two years behind that, the week of their second birthday, I found out I was pregnant with my son. Um, we were broke and the best weeks were the weeks people would drop diapers off at our door because we're (laughs) 900 a month. And, um, 
I really, it's funny because people are like, how'd you do that? And then build this business, but having kids, that many kids, the same age, I really had to run it like a preschool almost at home. And during art time, we would make gifts for people because if they were birthday gifts or whatever. And so we started making gifts for people and, um, the E Newton cross necklace was the first gift. Wow. And from there, I would just give it to people or they would to their friends. And I learned about gold filled metal, which is like our metals that we use are either gold filled or sterling because gold filled doesn't turn. Even if you like shower sweat, people are like, oh my gosh, how did you really get into that? And I think about, it, I, I didn't overthink it. I wanted to give a gift that wouldn't turn somebody's neck green. I just, you know, I wanted to give something <laughs> down the shower, their neck wasn't going to turn green because who was I to think that they had enough time to remember to take it off and put it on. And so from there, you know, people just wanted to buy them and I wouldn't let them because that was kind of our gift. And then I had a couple of friends talk me into one person wanted me to do a home show, which I totally appreciate and respect people that um, build their businesses that way. But for me, I was already a freak show with like these four kids. We had a St. Bernard. <laughs> and the last thing I wanted was like people thinking that I was trying to sell them something to that <laughs> <So I had laughs> girlfriend who had a home show for me. And I told her nobody that I knew could be invited. And she had to have some wine for me. Um, and she you know, did both. and, um, that night I sold $10,000 worth, oh my goodness. but it was November. And the problem was it was samples. And so now I have these four little kids and all the jewelry I have to make for Christmas for all these people. And of course I got home and my husband was like, yeah, you know, you've got some amazing, but it was fun. And that's when I realized that, you know, we might be onto something here. Um, and then shortly after that, I guess it was probably the next Christmas, a friend of mine, um, who's also a mom wanted some money for Christmas. And so she was like, if you make it, you don't have to go and we'll just split whatever we make off of it. I was like, okay, don't put my name there. And, um, when she went, there was another person there that had a diamond showroom at Atlanta market. And they invited because they really thought that we were on to something and I wasn't even there, but they invited the head of the emerging designers for, for Atlanta apparel to come down and see what we we're doing. And she loved it. And my girlfriend talked me into coming. She told me that it was a friend of mine that I hadn't seen him forever. And I look like I do today. I don't know makeup. I had like these four kids. I think actually that day I was still in my pajamas. I wasn't in my exercise clothes. And so I went and I said, I'm not getting out of the car, but I can't wait to hug whoever's neck it is. And it was the lady who was over emerging designers. Oh my goodness. They totally punked me. Um, and that, I guess, was November. And then I showed at market, I want to say the end, end of January or February that year. And I was still a mom. I did not have a name of a company. I didn't have a logo. I didn't have a business license. <laughs> so all wow. that. But no. So that's how we really got started. Um, but fast forward, you know, a couple of years, I would literally, it was like a hobby at that point. Um, and Carla Morell, who was now Carla Buchanan, who is still here with me today, was my son Bunk's um, three-year-old preschool teacher. And she actually and I became very close because 
I was the homeroom mom and I found out that my dad, unfortunately, had been diagnosed with cancer and it was a very aggressive type. And I had to go to Texas every week to MD Anderson to be with my dad and my mom. And so Carla took care of my kids. And um, that's also when all of this was happening. And so she started helping me in the business some too, and both her daughters. And um, at first it was a hobby and we still, sometimes I'll yell out to her cause she's right outside of where I am. And I'll say, Carla, is this still a hobby or is it a business? And we just I love it. We laugh about it. Cause the first really few years, you know, we would do it a little bit and then we wouldn't, and then we would, but now I think for five years now, we've been in a showroom in Atlanta and represented. So we now are in um, showrooms across the country in Atlanta, Dallas, Las Vegas, and Seattle. Um, and we also have over 70 sales reps who are all um, local feet on the street in all 50 states. Um, we have over 70 people here in manufacturing in Atlanta, where everything is hand beaded and handmade. And of course, our marketing teams and customer experience teams and sales teams, um, fulfillment, um, billing, finance, all of that is out of here in Atlanta too. That's incredible. Now, I think in this short amount of time, because really we've been represented for five years, um, going on our sixth year, we're now in 1,800 retailers across the country. Um, and... It's really been um, such a journey because I always tell people that we've built it one relationship at a time. And it truly is because at the end of every piece of this jewelry is somebody who's wearing it. And there's a story behind why they bought it. And the part that I love is on our end, there are also people that are making it. So there are these hands that are making it, you know, with love who appreciate their job more than anything. Our team is amazing. I could not do it without our team. Um, and on the other end, there's a story behind every piece and why they picked it. So it's really fun. Oh, it's us. so beautiful. And you're so, you're so right. That was really literally built one relationship at a time. And we're going to give this as a gift, yeah. but then turned into a friend and a preschool teacher that helped, you know, launch and build and grow. And absolutely. And I wow. also hired, um, it's funny because I was coaching soccer for the triplets and the soccer coach who I was coaching with his wife, um, was doing some consulting at home as a mom, but she had been in brand at uh, Coca-Cola, brand marketing at Coca-Cola for 17 years. And I pulled her on and she really helped me. Rebecca Nixon helped me understand. And she's been here for a long time now, but she helped me understand the difference between a product and a brand. So that really um, helped catapult the, you know, E. Newton forward. So Absolutely. You become a story and you're part of people's story. And I think that's a, a big differentiator. And what I love too about the story you just shared is I think for a lot of people, you know, in your mind from the outside in, you think, okay, you've probably been making jewelry since you were, you know, a little bitty and you had this dream of creating this jewelry business. And that's not what happened. You just began to do things that you love and getting your kids involved and part of other people's stories. And it's just evolved from there in, into something. And so I, I just, I love that part of it, that it's something that has just come over time and all your different experiences from different places Whatever. and relationships you have. It wasn't, this is exactly what I want to do for the next 20 years. I'm going to take every class in college and everything no. to help me 
build this. It was just something that happened over time and you brought other people along in the journey to help you build it. Absolutely. And I'll tell you, you know, I can remember looking back and I would look left and right and be like, how do these people know what they want to do? You know, and so true. And I can remember putting pressure on myself thinking, okay, what do I want to do? And I would sit there and I'd be like, okay, I'm no further than I was five minutes ago. I have no idea what I want to do. And I still don't know what I want to do. You know, I just want to love life and enjoy life and um, enjoy the relationships that I make one person at a time. And really what I love the most about E. Newton is bringing together the people whether it is our team or our customers or, you know, the people wearing it and what is it that I can do to truly make an impact on those people's lives. Um, and just this week, somebody who works for us, I'm so excited for him. He was able to buy his first car and, so cool. you know, stories like that. And we have another, um, lady who works here and has been here cutting her teeth since she was a teenager, but she's about to buy her first house. And those are the things that I always say, that's what gets me up in the morning. You know, that's what makes me super excited about what we're doing is really how are we impacting these other people? Because if it was just for me, I wouldn't do it. Um, it's really how yeah. are we helping other people out? So that's the part I love. And you mentioned too, that it's still some days feels like a hobby because it's still something you love doing. There's so many different elements of it. The, the yeah. people part, the story okay. part. Absolutely. It's fun. I mean, I still have a great time. I think it's so fun. Every day. Oh. I'd be fine. <laughs> of course. Of course. It's it's real life, right? Like it's, it's, it's not all peachy. <laughs> I got to get through this to have fun tomorrow. Of course. But I do try to compartmentalize those things. That's the one thing I would say is, you know, this part of it is not my favorite but let's push through it. Let's get it done. Let's remember why we're doing it. And I always say, you know, if I can remember that I'm doing this for the customer on the other end, then I can dig deep and find a good attitude to do it. Um, it's that perseverance. And like you said, to get to what the next thing we want to get to, we just, we have to, the only way through it is through it. So we're going to go through. Stop talking about get it. To the next get it done. Yes. Um, one of the things that I love that you guys have done is really kind of built a brand around these this idea of celebrating others, this idea of um, we rise by lifting others up. I, I love that that you share that. And I think it's so interesting because I think in today's world, especially for women, it's such a competitive comparison based, you know, gauging where you are relative to other women. And so I would just love for you to shed a little light on that, because I think that's something that we all need to hear that you can do good by doing good for others and feel good. Absolutely. So if you really think about, you talked a little bit about how E. Newton was built a lot with my personal experiences and I truly believe one of the greatest gifts that I have been given is being a mother to triplets. Um, but beyond the being a mom to them, the lessons that I've learned from it, you know, I had always heard that comparison's the robber of joy. You know, you hear that over and over again. What does that really mean? Well, my husband and I had three girls born on the exact same day who did not choose to be born on the exact same day and who are all different. And what do you do to raise them and keep them feeling great about themselves and not looking left and right 
every second of every day. And not to turn this into a faith-based podcast, but what I always told them since they were little is God kissed each of you in a different way. And if she has brown hair and brown eyes and you want that, well, that's how God kissed her. And you were kissed with blue eyes or you were kissed because you're a great ballerina or you were kissed because, you know, you ran faster than she did, but we need to celebrate that that's how she was kissed. And so really I was able to think about that. And I mean, does it always work? No, let's be honest. <laughs> Why did he kiss her more than me? Well, we just need to figure out how he kissed you in that, you know, in a different way. But if you really think about that, um, we're all different. And none of us are the exact same. And what we need to do is celebrate what each one of us has and, you know, stop trying to be what somebody else is, because that's when it all starts to fall apart, because that's not your true story. You need to live your true story, understand who you are. And honestly, I didn't, I wish that I had known that at a younger age, Mm -hmm. because going through the experience of triplets is really what pushed me to realize this and be more confident in my own skin and who I am. And, you know, not everybody's going to like it. Not everybody's going to like me. And I'm okay with that because I'm my own individual. Um, And I want to raise three really strong girls who are confident in who they are and how they are different from other people. Um, So that's really what is behind my whole, it's not just the E. Newton brand, but it's just how I am. We need to celebrate other people. When there's something to celebrate, we need to celebrate it. We don't need to think about, well, why couldn't I do that? Or, you know, why are we celebrating them instead of me? You know, they work their butt off and, or it's a God-given talent that they were, you know, born with, and we need to celebrate it. People need to feel good about themselves instead of have every single thing pointed out. That's not great. Um, Such a good reminder. You know, having said that, you also need to have a dose of reality and don't be fake about it. You know, that's that's where there's such a fine line is truly celebrating people for things that they're doing great or celebrating people just to celebrate them to make yourself feel better. Does that make sense? Like, absolutely. It needs to be a genuine lifting others up instead of doing it just to make yourself feel better. Right. Right. It's so interesting that having your daughters has kind of taught you such a valuable just lesson in life and business and has become a really big foundational piece of, of what you've created and built. And isn't it amazing that kids teach us a lot? Oh my gosh. I learned more from <laughs> I my think kids. we're teaching I them. That, but at yes. this camp, I learn more from you every day than I teach you. <laughs> it she, is so my true. My girls are 16 now. So I have 16 year old triplets. And so I know I learn more from them every single day, but I have to bite my tongue. I can't tell them that though, right? At this age. Of course. <laughs> of course. What's so funny? Cause we think that we're teaching them all these things, but not only are they teaching us about life and giving us a different perspective, but they're also teaching us things about ourselves that yes. we didn't even realize. And so it's, it's just, it's fascinating to see 
what you can actually learn from your children. <laughs> I know my husband will look at me and he'll be like, you're just like her. I'm like, oh, the good parts, right? <laughs> just the good parts. Oh, their parts yeah. are but really just the sweet parts, right? <laughs> it's just such a, it's such a great reminder. And I love that you all have really created this just positive spin on, on how you, how you go about things and what this is all about. I love it. So you mentioned a little bit of this in what you just shared about one of my questions is going to be as a mom and as an entrepreneur, what do you wish you'd known sooner? And so you shared a little bit about really being confident in who you are. Is there anything else that comes to mind that you just wish you could have told yourself five, 10, 20 years ago? I think that that would be it. Just really embrace who you are and be confident in that. And don't second guess yourself. You know, if you know, you know what you want to do, whether it's your gut or your brain or your heart. And so many times when you go against that, you're like, why did I do that? I knew I shouldn't have. Um, Just go for it. Don't be afraid. And honestly, there's a lot about building a business that I didn't know. And I still don't know. Um, and if I look back and I had known everything that I know now, five or 10 years ago, I don't think E. Newton would be as special as it is today, because I think I would have taken, um, a more corporate type, um, route and really I've built it how, I want to treat others and how I want other people to treat others and how I want our customers to feel. And that to me is what makes us special because we haven't, we don't have to answer to anybody saying you can't do that. Why can't we let's figure out how we can, if that's how we want at the end for everybody to feel, you know, that is, being touched by E. Newton or working within E. Newton, let's figure out how we can make it happen that way. So I'm really in a lot of ways, glad I didn't know. It's kind of like when I was pregnant with triplets, thank God they came first. (laughs) (laughs) If I had had a singleton pregnancy before the triplets, I might've freaked out, but I didn't know. (laughs) You didn't know. I didn't know. It's just like building this business. I knew how I wanted to treat people, how I wanted our customers to feel, how I wanted the people who are beating our jewelry to be rewarded. Absolutely. You know, at the end of the year, I want everybody, if E. Newton wins, it's not just my family and me winning. I want every single person in our company um, to win. And so I don't have anybody telling me that you can't do that. You know, that's how I feel like it should be done. So that's what we do. And we figure out how to make it happen that way. Such a great perspective. I think so many people look back and say, gosh, I wish I would have known this earlier. But what I hear you saying is part of what you learned along the way is what has helped it to be what it is in its truest form, authentic to what you, who you are and what you want to create and what you stand for. Absolutely. Because I have people ask me all the time, if you were to sell E. Newton and do something else, would you do it differently? Of course I would, because I've learned a lot. But I think I would be afraid that it would take out a lot of the special, Mm. honestly, because, you know, the struggles that you go through. I mean, I used to file with a fingernail file every single turquoise cross that went out of E. Newton, you know, and so I used to beat it with my own hands. And so I have a total love, appreciation and perspective for every job in here. I can remember being on a conference call a few years ago. And somebody, um, I wasn't on the call, but I was in the room on my hands and knees, picking up beads off of the ground 
and I can remember the person that was talking, they asked, well, is Elizabeth in the office? Is she involved? And I literally, she didn't know I was in there. I just started dying laughing. And I said, <laughs> yeah, I'm here. I'm on the floor. I'm picking up some beads. Somebody just, <laughs> <laughs> but it's those little things that like make you truly and genuinely like appreciate what's appreciate. going on. <laughs> I love that you have that perspective. Cause I think a lot of times it's easy for successful entrepreneurs to lose that perspective or to, you know, not necessarily appreciate all of those, the, the people that are part of your team doing the work, like, you know, what goes into that and the true labor of love that it is. And so to be able to have that perspective is, is a true asset to your business. So it kind of sounds like you didn't necessarily know you wanted to do this <laughs> when you grew up. Right. And so, you know, but there are people that say, I kind of have this dream. I'd love to create this business, or I really, really love whatever their creative outlet is. Um, what advice would you give to somebody who says, I do have this dream or I do have this passion or I have that entrepreneurial spirit within me. I just don't know what to do with it. Well, if they have a dream and a passion, they need to go for it. So, you know, don't be scared to go for it. The one thing that I will tell you, though, is there is a business side to it, too. And that's what's so difficult for those of us who have the creative brains. Um, I also had the business experience. So if you do have that creative side, the creative drive, the dream, you absolutely need to go for it. But you still have to be able to feed yourself or your family or whoever at the end of the day. So you need to figure out if it is going to be a hobby that you do moonlighting while you're trying to figure out how you can feed yourself, you know, in that passion. Um, or, you know, find somebody who knows the business side of it and don't be afraid to bring them in if, you know, they can help you truly build the business um, in that side. Or if you're crazy like me, you know, stay up until two and three in the morning and get up five in the morning with triplets and try to do it all yourself. Right. Um, but lessons learned, lessons learned. <laughs> but surround yourself with people who, and my dad always said this to me. He said, Elizabeth, you need to surround yourself with people who are better, smarter, and that you look up to because that's how you learn. And when you're building a business, if you ever do, um, surround yourself with people whose strengths are not yours. So go find people who are way better than you in areas. And that's really the whole like celebrate others thing. You know, I'm bringing in these amazing people into our business who are so much better than me in other areas. And I'm not at all like jealous or worried or, and that's what I tell people all the time. You know, people that work with me, don't be afraid to bring in somebody better than you. Just don't, because at the end of the day, it will make your life so much easier, <laughs> Yeah, um, especially in areas where you're not strong. You know, that's what you want to do. So, you know, definitely if you're a dreamer, go for it. Um, for me, I always knew that I wanted to do something on my own and be able to have um, a creative side to it, something in design. I always loved jewelry. My grandmother, um, after my grandfather died, he worked, she worked in Maren Berkeley, which is now Mayer's, which back then it had like all the China and the jewelry and I would go see her. Um, but I really think that, I don't know, surround yourself 
with people that challenge your brain and tra- challenge your creative outlet um, and just go for it. But you do have to feed yourself at the end of the day. So That's really, really good advice. I think so many very ambitious, driven individuals, especially women, especially moms who are so used to, I got this, I can figure all this out. I can do it myself. You want to try to do everything and allowing those people who challenge you, who end up lifting you up because you're bringing both of your strengths and ideas to the table. I think that's just a really good piece of advice to just invite other people to partner along with you on the journey who can really help you. You don't have to do every single thing, know every single thing. It's good to know a little bit about a lot of things, but you don't need to be the expert or have to do every single part of it. No. And I will tell you with E. Newton too, I mean, I went the first five years really not paying myself because I wanted to be able, and I was fortunate enough to be able to do that because I have a husband that um, owned his own business and was able to support our family. But that's where I say, you've got to make sure that you need to be able to build E. Newton right because it has been all self-funded. We didn't want to bring in investors because I didn't want to have to tell people inside that I couldn't celebrate them. I couldn't reward them. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we sacrificed and made decisions, hard decisions, you know, when you're working until three in the morning and (laughs) you're not getting a paycheck, it's not always easy, but it's what I wanted to do because I knew in the end it would be right for everybody. Um, and and not just in the end, but in the journey, because right now we're, you know, in the beginning of our journey. So um, I do think that if you're going to follow your dream and build something, there are sacrifices that the person who builds it has to take. That's a good just reality check. I think for a lot of people, you forget that, you know, to make money or to build something, it does take an investment of time and money and energy and resources and, and being a lot of okay sacrifices reward, along the way. And it's okay to reward other people for years yes. or you reward yourself at all. Like it, it's hard for me still to this day to reward myself. Um, that's where my husband sometimes has to step in. He's like, Elizabeth, you're not doing this as yourself as an umbrella. Um, so he really has helped me, you know, step in and we have financial people now because we've gotten large enough that we've got, you know, all the financial advisors and stuff like that like advising us. And, um, I have somebody now that works, um, Eddie Newton, who's incredible in finance. And so it kind of takes that pressure off of me of what I do for myself because I would much rather do for others. So good. Okay. So you've talked about how much you all have grown and how much you know, it's evolved. And I'm sure there's just a lot of different kinds of success that come with that. And so I would be curious just to hear how you view just a successful life or just success because you kind of share different pieces to that. It's- so for me, I really measure success. That's a really good question. So For my life, success for me is really being able to, you know, enjoy my kids and my husband and seeing them and, you know, where their talents lie and seeing them really take off and feel great about themselves. And then within business for me, it's really seeing the growth and the people. I mean, the brand itself, I think the 
rewarding part about our brand is seeing the growth in the brand. But for me, you know, of course we've got success measures for the brand. And for me is really seeing the growth in our team, in our people. And, you know, when we walk down the street in Cincinnati or Seattle, because there's a soccer game there and my girls are like decking me with their elbow going mom she's gonna mean it and I'm like oh my god it. she does we're in Seattle um and I'll never forget oh my gosh the first time anybody recognized me I was in Cincinnati in the shop and this lady like came in and goes and I just come off the soccer fields I think I was wet as a rat like no makeup <laughs> and I like hit the floor. I thought that like somebody had shot a gun or something because she screamed and it was because she was a huge E. Newton fan and she had a kid like crawling around on the ground with a kid because I didn't know what to do. But my kids always crack up when people like, like, she's just a mom. Don't get too excited. (laughs) That's got to be so cool just to be able to be in so many different places, especially with with daughters, right? Teenage daughters and to be able for for them to see part of a story that's part of their family, but to see that other people wearing it and other people buying it and gifting it. And they, I mean, they definitely work too. They work their little tails off too when they can. So it's certainly, I mean, there's some days where they're like, really, mom. <laughs> and then there are other times when they absolutely love it. But I mean, there's, there's not a day that has gone by since the beginning of this where they have not had to do something, even if it's me just bouncing something off of them, because they certainly like, I'll come up with new designs. And honestly, this um, spring, summer, I'm going to tell on one of my daughters, but I came home, I was all excited. And I was like, Oh my gosh, look at spring, summer. And we had been working our butts off literally like our team. And she looks at me and she goes, mom, you are way better than that. That is awful. She did. She was right. I literally that night almost stayed up the entire night, redid all of spring, summer, came back in and it totally made sense. But she was like, wow, it's so bad. (laughs) And I came back into the team. I was like, I love her for this, but I also hate her because she was right. (laughs) right. Just um, pulling all night or changing things up. Haven't done that for a long time. Things up overnight. I was like, I wish she had come in about a month and a half ago and told me that. Uh, Anyway, I was going to ask you, like, how have you involved kids, your kids in the business? Like just some, any practical things for anyone who is an entrepreneur who I think those are such valuable life lessons. Like what are just some ways that you've allowed your kids to see what really takes to run a business? So in the beginning, obviously they were my first beaters, right? And so they did that. Um, And even my son did that because it's really good for their fine motor skills when they're little. And then they, the girls have helped design some of the e-girl line, or if there's stuff that I've, you know, a lot of times I'll design something and I'll take it home and see if my mom likes it and, or my kids. And if all three of us like it or like it in some sort of like some sort of type, like barely adjustment for the kids or barely adjustment for a little bit older, then it's definitely a winner. You know, that's kind of my litmus test is, is it an all generation type piece? Um, So they've done that. My girls also, um, and my son, they'll come in definitely during the holidays and during the summer and they work in shipping, they work in fulfillment. So pulling orders for people, 
They also check orders for people because they know the product um, backwards and forwards. And then one of my daughters loves to make earrings. So she'll be on the earring team. Um, and definitely like when Hope Unwritten, one of our lines first came out. And then again, when we did the game day, when we had such large numbers all at one time come in, I mean, they bead, I bead, I'll take it home at night. I don't let other people take stuff at home, home at night that we'll all sit around the counter and bead and bead um, and just keep beading. And I'll say, invite any of your friends, see if they want to come bead because, <laughs> you know, when you've grown from 12 in manufacturing to right. 70 something in a year and a half, you know, you'll take all the help that you can get when you have a huge push come along. What an incredible opportunity for them to be part of and for them to see. Yeah, they've learned a lot. And I definitely um, have made sure that they have learned parts of the financial piece too, of how to, you know, price things as you, because every, you know, bracelet of ours, if you think about it, you know, there might be 92 different beads on it, 91, you know, and how much does each bead cost and how much is, you know, the stretchy that it's on or the 14 karat gold chain that it's on and how is it closed and how much is that material and so they've learned a lot about that because I don't know you can't really learn some of that in a class you can't about to say we're gonna I'm gonna send all my kids to eat Newton school (laughs) come to Georgia and learn what really goes into a product (laughs) well and I bring in a lot of their friends like their soccer friends or their school friends or our family friends if we have a big push you know they'll pack things for us or um help in the shipping or people say oh my gosh we need like 10 more people okay great I've got a soccer team (laughs) How many do we need and what does their skill set need to be? I'll call those girls up and we'll do it on a weekend and bring in pizza and whatever else. Oh, well, this has been just so fun and so insightful. And I think that there's definitely something in this conversation for everyone. And I just love what you've created and the story that you've written with this brand and that you're part of in other people's lives. And so... Um, I'd love just to end with where people can find you all. Of course, I'll include all this in the show notes, but anything else that you would like to share with our listeners? Well, definitely we always encourage people to shop small. I mean, E. Newton would not be where we are today without our specialty boutiques um, that are all across the country. We have 1,800 of them. And so, of course, we do have an online presence as well. Um, But online, our entire line is not there. And um, we do that for a reason, because we want people to go shop local and um, support their communities, because really the relationships that we have built one at a time, which I talked about, have been all over this country. And that's how E. Newton is recognized as a brand today um, and is so special. So if you do go onto our website, though, there is a store locator. And um, if you aren't familiar with which boutique is closest to you, then that's a great place to see it. But we do also have um, pieces online if there is not a store local. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation. Here are today's truths and takeaways. Number one, if you know what you want to do, go for it. And if you don't, you can always start by doing the things you love to do. Number two, surround yourself with people who challenge you, who are better, smarter, whose strengths are not yours and that you look up to because that's how you learn. And don't be afraid to bring in someone better than you. Number three, go back to your why when you bump up against the things that you don't want to do so that you can push through and get back to the things that you love to do. 
Number four, don't rush the process. There is so much good that comes in the learning. Number five, talk to people. You never know what will come from it. Number six, if you're gonna follow your dream and build something, just know that there are sacrifices that the person who builds it or chases after it will have to take. And lastly, celebrate others. We rise by lifting others. Well, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. If you haven't already, would love for you to subscribe to the podcast or share this conversation with someone who it might inspire or encourage. And if you haven't already, also would love for you, especially if you listen on Apple Podcasts, to click on the show, scroll down to the bottom, and there's an option to leave some feedback. You can click on the number of stars or write a review. That means the world to me. So thank you so much. You are amazing. And until next time. Thank you.